Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the big reveal, my impressions of it. Destiny got a huge stream outlining its future from Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com if you want to catch these live. If you want to hear the whole podcast episodes just as an audio format, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. And if you're on YouTube, hit and like, share, and subscribe, and the bell button, that helps me out so I want to walk through my big reveal impressions there was so much during this stream I kind of had to go back and refresh myself so I didn't skip over anything I was going to leave an entire section out because I just kind of forgotten because there was so much to cover I will do a first impressions of the season I wanted to wait a little bit longer because I didn't get to do as much grinding in the season because of the dungeon but I'm going to have a video about the dungeon about the seasons all the things we've got so much content to make but I wanted to do a flyover first impressions of the big reveal so I'm going to walk through Beyond Light The Witch Queen, Lightfall and then the Destiny Content Vault the DCV because they walk through a ton of stuff that's going to be happening with the game so first let's just start with Beyond Light Beyond Light is now confirmed to be the September 22nd expansion with Europa Eris Drifter and The Stranger finally confirmed returning to the game and she looks awesome and she even has like this thing like floating around her that's apparently not even a ghost Uh, Luke Smith in a later interview said that you know we weren't going to necessarily be able to have anything like that in the time you know anytime in the future but that has been now confirmed as the launching pad for uh for september and the other thing that was sort of you know confirmed and i'll touch on this later uh with the dcv stuff is that they have officially announced that pieces of the game will be retiring so if you go to bungie.net website you look up building a viable future for destiny 2 and you scroll way down there is an official image of what the director will look like when europa is added europa is included in the director they will be removing some planets i'll touch on that in a a little bit another major major thing that was confirmed and i was way off the mark and wrong on this prediction i am actually kind of surprised this is happening but i can admit when i'm wrong despite what you read on reddit and my youtube comments they are adding darkness subclasses and it will be ice or stasis that is actually a thing that is happening uh that really really shocked me i was not expecting that i had to zoom out on that on that image sorry to include the Cosmodrome down there. I was really genuinely blown away. I never really envisioned them doing that with the game. Darkness subclasses and ice just seemed well outside of the bell curve, but it's happening. Now, there have been some speculations made even today during Q&A that potentially, with this being the first darkness subclass, what if we get a second and a third in 2021 and then in 2022? The Wish Queen and Lightfall could could bring the second and third darkness subclasses. That would maybe even line up with some of the things Luke Smith said about Lightfall and what it's going to do, but but that's happening. The other thing is, is stasis is not just a new subclass, it's a new element. So that will also be showing up on weapons. I am very excited for what that means for the weapon pool. Hopefully that's another sign and hint that the weapon system is going to go through a significant overhaul, not just to make room for that, but to, you know, really, really give more depth and maybe just in general, more excitement about weapons and what they can do. Uh, Luke Smith indicated in the interview as well that he did with Dr. Lupo that the ICE subclass, the stasis subclass, 
will have a lot more customization. It won't just be like diamonds that you select. And he said, for now, that's all they're doing. He said, this is a bit of an experiment. Lupo's like, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to put this on all the other subclasses? Or are you going to have all this other customization for the subclasses we have now? And he said, well, for now, this is a little bit of an experiment. I think they'd be open to the fact of doing that, but that is something that they're doing. So there will be more depth on this subclass when compared to the other ones that you have now. This story seems to be like a really, really big kickoff to the years that follow, especially when you consider the Witch Queen was confirmed for 2021, and that's hinted at already this season in a cutscene with Eris Morn. She puts Savathun's little symbol on the side of the wall and mentions that she's basically still around and she's doing stuff and she's a problem. And that's not going to happen until next year. So Beyond Light is landing this September... And I do need to mention that IO, Titan, Mercury, Mars, and Leviathan will be cycled out, including all their PvE activities and campaigns. So that's all going away to make room for this. Now I know I'm not even talking about the Destiny Vault yet, but let's just talk about that and what that means for the game. From where I sit, you would only remove that much space in the game because you're adding a lot. So year four would then potentially mean they're adding a ton of stuff. We know confirmed by Luke Smith according to the, you know, the vault information. Vault of Glass is coming back in 2021. During year 4, it's coming back. So they you know, they have plans to bring back some of their greatest hits, but they're also adding Europa at the beginning of all of this. So at the beginning of year 4, they're making a significant amount of space in the game. That tells me year 4 could be a pretty significant kickoff. This again really goes hand in hand with the theory that like what they were originally building for Destiny 3 is part of the framework and structure of what they have decided to do with this year. So the Witch Queen coming in 2021 is kind of the next thing I want to talk about. I am absolutely thrilled that we are finally getting the Taken Queen DLC. I have been saying this for a really, really long time. We need this, we need this, we need this, and it's finally happening. They are calling it the Witch Queen. That's fine. I'll take that. I don't think they wanted to do like another, you know, almost an homage to Oryx. They want Savathun to have her own DLC So her being the Witch Queen, her coming in and having her own DLC was something that I always wanted to have happen, and that potentially means the Dreadnought could also finally return. The Dreadnought's sort of been drifting on the horizon as a potential return. Luke Smith indicated that every single year when they do these expansions, there will be brand new, never-before-seen destinations. That doesn't mean that the Dreadnought won't come as a companion uh, place, but when you get into that year, it's not just going to be like, hey, we're going back to the Dreadnought. There will be a new, never-before-seen destination for that time. So he said that that would be a brand new thing. I am very excited about that. That's something that's been looming for a while. I thought it was incredibly brave for Bungie to basically show us their 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 roadmap all the way out to 2022 Lightfall is the farthest out they've talked about. And Luke Smith said that Lightfall is going to take everything that's been happening to and it's all driving us to a moment. It's all been driving us to a moment. Now, Everybody knows I've been like a big D3 is happening, D3 is happening kind of a guy. Luke Smith hasn't shot that down completely, but he did say in an interview with Dr. Lupo, he said, with a very long pause, Lupo said, are you making D3? Luke Smith paused for a very long time and then said, we're not currently working on it. Or we, or he said, we, we are not, we have no plans to make it. Okay. My big takeaway from that is they're not shooting it down entirely, but right now that's not the plans. Mark Noseworthy said, we are all in with Destiny 2. This is their plan to continue to expand the game. 
And, you know, Luke Smith even said during the video, he said the only way we were going to make a Destiny 3 was that Destiny 2 would have to go dark. And I kind of took that statement as like, well, Destiny 2 would have to go dark and then Lightfall as like they were connected. Lightfall, everything's been driving to this moment. That would sort of be like the way to spring us forward into a sequel. But they don't like the idea of doing a sequel. They don't like the idea of starting all the way over. They like the idea of expanding the existing world. So a fresh start, brand new sequel, with everything reset is not in the cards right now it's not their philosophy for the future but again Luke Smith left the door open by not absolutely hardcore shooting it down he just long paused and was like yeah we're not planning on it that doesn't mean it doesn't happen there's also considerations to be made about technology maybe they're worried that you know in the next couple of years technology advancements might open up for them to port the game to a new engine which would allow them to essentially launch a sequel but not a full reset sequel there's a lot of cards at play here that could be going on with new consoles as well you know sort of playing a part in him not wanting to completely shut that down but for now that's another thing you can rub in my face about being wrong about they basically said we're not working on a d3 Destiny Vault, the Destiny Content Vault is something that I'm sure will light the Reddit and forums on fire, but I am in full support of this idea. Removing planets like Io, Titan, Mercury, Mars, and then Leviathan, I have zero problem with. Uh, They are basically saying they need to do this, they need to make space. I would much rather than make space, give us new stuff, big giant places like Europa, you know, it's it's huge on the the map. I think that's an indication that it's going to be probably the largest planet in the game. Uh, I, I am very excited to have way more space. And then they also talked about bringing back the greatest hits. They are returning the Cosmodrome, three strikes from the Cosmodrome, and then Vogue will also be coming back. I think this leaves plenty of room for Return of the Dreadnought and the, and the King's Fall raid. If you're gonna if you're gonna consider the greatest hits of Destiny One, there's literally no way that King's Fall and the Dreadnought get left out of that. Again, that would line up very very well with the Witch Queen next year. Uh, the Dreadnought could launch in that year, and the King's Fall raid could come later in that year in a similar way that the Vault of Glass raid is coming uh, later in the year four that we're about to enter in September. I am incredibly excited about this vision. I think more and more, the further we get to and closer to and in September and beyond, people will start to see why I have had so much confidence in Luke Smith and his direction for the game. And I think that this summer, unfortunately, will feel a little thin and not quite as substantive as people were hoping for. I'm a little concerned about some elements of it. I'll talk about that in another video. But by and large, it feels like the game is really going to turn a corner and almost restart in year four and their plans go going forward look very very exciting so i'm pumped can't wait don't go anywhere if you're here live remember to click follow and stick around we're going to read through some lore on the bungie website if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my impressions of the big reveal about Destiny 2's future. This is actually the Q&A that comes with that video. If you want to listen to these as entire podcasts, both the talk and this Q&A session, you can always look up SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms that are out there. You can also go to saynotorage.com if you want to catch these live. It'll take you right to my Twitch channel. Monday through Friday, when these hit the audio feeds and YouTube feeds, I am live when that happens if you want to come in and hang out so thank you guys so much for all the support of the channel lately i know a lot of these questions are going to get speculative because this was crazy i don't think anybody was expecting this so if we get a little bit speculative today i'm kind of allowing a little bit more freedom with questions in that regard simply because of the actual topic is we we know so little 
Uh, okay, so the first question from Vicky. So we're getting the Cosmodrome and it strikes back. That's cool. Do you think we're also getting old or maybe some new quest in that location? Would it be kind of pointless if they brought it back without any reason to visit it? Well, okay, when they brought back the moon, they didn't just like bring back the moon. They're like, here's the moon. They completely changed it. Like they added three big lost sectors. They added a whole new area with altars of sorrow. Uh, they added a strike. The enemies and the way the enemies interact with you was different. Vex offensive was on there. The the the, the way that they did the uh, the way they did the, the public events was different. So you know. I, I don't think they're going to do that. I'd be like, yeah, here's the EDZ. Uh, I'm sorry, here's the Cosmodrome, and it's identical, and there's no different. I would imagine public events would get a complete retooling. I would imagine they would also add the some lost sectors, adventures, c- like you're saying, quests and stuff. I don't know. I don't want to oversell what they're planning to do here, but it would be really odd. L- let's be honest about something. Everybody talks about how amazing D1 is. Everybody talks about how amazing D1 is. The D1 public spaces were completely dormant and dead. Like, the public spaces now, so much more is going on. There's more enemies in the area. The public space, uh, public events are bigger. More is going on. I I don't think they're just going to copy pasta it. Number one, that's not what they're doing. They recreate it, basically. Luke Smith said, you know, oh, if it was only as easy as, like, Control-C, Control-V. It's not a copy-paste, which to me would mean they'll make changes, they'll add things, they'll do Lost Sectors, they'll update the public event, uh, the, the, the public events that take place. So, I I would think it'd be, it, it, it would be, uh, it would be totally fine. They're not, they're not gonna do a copy-paste. It'll be more similar to what they did with the moon. Enhance and expand while also bringing it back. I think they'll do the same thing with the the strikes. Champions will probably be in there if it's a nightfall. They'll make adjustments to the areas. They'll make adjustments to the boss fights. Maybe, I mean, I'm assuming the loot pools, maybe, you know? Um, Just because they're recreating it. It'd be really, really weird. It'd be really, really weird to just, like, rebuild it and be like, no, it's literally identical. There's no differences. There's no new depth or no new anything. (laughs) It's like, I can't see them doing that. So... Uh, next question and it's I'm not skipping somebody asked if I was skipping a question because it's on question two question one was just my test to make sure that the bot was working I do that some days so it always looks like I'm starting on question number two uh, Bungie said old content will go into the DCV the destiny content vault uh, and may come back is the new dungeon Bungie's way of showing how that will work as it is a rework of the old location not just a copy paste that the community thinks I, this is not at all connected. I don't think these things are connected. You're, you're making a connection that I think is false. The dungeon is not a rework of an old location. The dungeon is a brand new, never before visited location. If it's borrowing like inspiration from other areas, that's not the same. Like we go to the drifter ship, sure, but like we're not wandering around reckoning or something. It's borrowing some of the design elements from those areas, but it is a 100% bottom to the top brand new area and activity. So I don't believe these things are connected that like they're showing you how they're going to do this. That's that's not what the dungeon is. I I don't find the, I don't find this to be the right way to look at it. This seems like a a, a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's not even a question, by the way. Try not to do this, Eknor. Um, I let it slide because I kind of got caught up in the in the in in what you were claiming. But please don't submit non questions. This is literally you just saying, you know. 
I guess you're saying, is this the new, is this new dungeon their way of doing it? I guess there is a question, but it doesn't feel like one. I thought it's Reckoning. No, it is not Reckoning, homie. It isn't. There are similar design elements because it's the Nine, but it is not Reckoning. No, we don't go to any areas that are the Reckoning. Similar doors and balls and like slopey, sandy areas. 100% brand new area in the style of the Nine. Uh, boy. Do you think that we are going to see Callus leaving and having levy raids rotate in? Um, this the, these are the types of questions that I usually say don't submit. But again, I said I was being a little bit more loose with it because we are uh, we are in a speculation mode because this is about the future. We don't know much. Um, so I would say having Callus leave isn't really a, like a, oh man, where's Callus going? I, he doesn't come into the story all that much right now. He has come in periodically. So having him leave and then come back, I could see them doing that. Like have him come back into the story at some point. And the Leviathan has been changed or updated, you know, new loot, new encounters, whatever. It's been repurposed. I could definitely see them doing that. So I'm going to make a, you know, I'm going to make a bold prediction, okay? We already know they had plans to return to the Dreadnought. That was made clear by Luke Smith after Vanilla that, the, you know, the Flash at the end hit the planets in the order of the DLC. Well, the S- Dr- Dreadnought and Saturn got shelved, okay? When do you think they're coming back? Well, I, I think my, my prediction is is landing solidly in 2021. It's not the Taken Queen, it's the Witch Queen. I bet you the Dreadnought comes back as a companion location in that DLC. Now, they've said brand new, never-before-seen locations will come with every expansion, but I believe the Dreadnought returns at that time as a companion location. That's also the perfect time to bring back the Dreadnought Strikes. You'd rotate something out to make space, bring back the Dreadnought, bring back the Dreadnought Strikes. You got Alakul, you got Shield Brothers... I forget if there was another one. You've got good strikes on the Dreadnought. Then you get a new raid in the Witch Queen. And then how they're bringing back Vog and like, you know, in 2021. Well, 2022, you get the, I'm sorry, uh, 2021, you get Witch Queen. And then in 2022, Dreadnought's already there. Guess what raid can come back? King's Fall. So that's my, uh, that's, that's my prediction. That's very specific, but I think it's very easy to see the pattern fits there the pattern fits they're bringing back the cosmodrome in september and then vogue is returning which i don't know if that necess- that might necessitate venus returning no one's even thought about that if vogue's coming back then they may also bring back venus as a planet they might bring that out of the vault too they haven't confirmed that but i would think you would want to so in a similar fashion, they would bring back the Dreadnought around the time of the Witch Queen. Maybe after. Maybe they don't bring the Dreadnought back in that, in the in the expansion. Maybe they bring it back in the season. And then they bring back King's Fall Raid. You know? Because listen, Noseworthy said they want to bring back their greatest hits. If there's ever something that's considered a greatest hit, it would be the Dreadnought, its strikes, and the King's Fall Raid. If that's not considered a greatest hit of D1, I don't know what the frick you consider a greatest hit. That will come back. I mean, you just write that one down. That seems like one of the easiest predictions to make. Now, yeah, I'm obviously pulling for Wrath of the Machine. Um, I could see Crota landing in the summer of next year. I could see Crota landing. Vogue lands in the spring, Crota lands in the summer, and then you're set up for a Dreadnought King's Fall return in year five. 
Crota's a pretty small raid. I feel like that'd be an easier one to bring, you know? A little bit smaller, throw it into the summer. That's a great lead into Sabathun, you know? Because Sabathun is in September of next year, you know? So. Uh, Colo Polo. Uh, hey, if you're getting buffering, by the way, and you're watching in Chrome, make sure that hardware acceleration did not get turned back on. I was having buffering like crazy the other night when we raided a maze. I turned off hardware acceleration and it stopped. So if you're watching in Chrome and you keep getting buffering on Twitch, just make sure that update didn't do that because that, that did that to me. Um, and the moon's already here. Yeah, the moon's already there for, for Crota. Exactly. Uh, yesterday you mentioned that there is a hint that there might be a D3 in 2023 do you still think that given the way he said there will not be a D3 alright the most important thing to remember right now okay how can you turn that off you go to settings and then you go down to advanced settings and advanced so click the little dots up in the corner go to settings scroll down you have to click advanced and it opens it up more uncheck the box It'll t- 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 you don't want it on you want it off and then it'll have you relaunch chrome um okay so d3 luke smith was basically like if we were to launch a sequel we just don't want to do that it means that destiny 2 would have to go dark now when he said that they kind of cut it off it was like he's like it would have to go dark and it was kind of like an edit where they just immediately went to mark noseworthy I started drawing connections in my brain this is before the dr lupo interview I started drawing connections in my brain okay the last DLC they've announced, it's not the last, but the farthest out DLC, 2022, is called Lightfall, okay? Lightfall is landing in 2022. And Luke Smith said it's going to drive everything that's been happening, it's going to drive it all to a moment. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to drive it all to a moment, right? And Lightfall and saying that Destiny 2 would have to go dark for a sequel to launch to me felt like I don't know that seems like the verbiage there is very very interconnected or connected in some way now when he did the Dr. Lupo interview and Dr. Lupo said you know Ben asks him and he says are you guys doing D3 and and he has a long pause and he says I can tell you right now we're not planning on it or we're not planning on it right now it was some version of that they're not planning on it. He paused for a long time. Okay? If you were hardcore, stern, line in the sand, black and white, nah, we're not making a D3, you would just say that. It's still on the table. It's just not in... It's nothing... It's just on the table as a possibility with zero plans to execute on. They're not... Well, they're not planning it. Okay? Now, if... If you're open to the idea of building your own house, okay, and it's like, it's over there, you know, your wife and I have always, you know, your wife and you have always considered doing it, right? <laughs> your wife and I, <laughs> yeah, your wife and, and me are considering building a house. No, if you and your wife have always kind of considered building a house, <laughs> my wife was just in here. She's like, oh dear, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't want to build a house with any of your wives, okay? <laughs> I don't want to start a show, you know that show Sister Wives? I don't want to show start a show called Brother Husbands, okay? It's not I'm not interested in that. <laughs> I don't Brother Wives is not a, a reality show I'm interested in starting with you, okay? Start your own show called Brother Husbands and uh, and enjoy yourself. 
Anyway, <laughs> back to my analogy that's just been completely destroyed. If it was always on the table and it's like over here of like, we've always wanted to build our own house. It just doesn't seem like we can do it. And you're not planning on doing it. Well, you're not writing it off. You're not being like, no, nah, we're never, ever going to build our own house. That's the way I viewed Luke Smith's answer is like, we haven't completely removed it from the table. We're not saying absolutely no, it will never happen. He's just saying, we're not planning on doing that right now. We're not planning on it. So he's not like, absolutely not, no way. Absolutely, There's just absolutely no way. I mean, one of the reasons he's probably saying that is because what sort of technological advancements might happen in the next three years that may equip them to do things with Tiger or Microsoft or the slip space engine that Halo's built in that would enable them to create a sequel that maintains and springboards from this game and doesn't make it go dark and doesn't make you restart completely and lose all your stuff. Whether it's Unreal or Slipspace or whatever, I think they're keeping things open to the possibility that they may get to a place where they can do it. Presently, as Mark Noseworthy said, they're all in. They are all in with Destiny 2. That's their commitment. And it's like, I don't know. The long pause on his answer tells me it's not off the table. If it was off the table, companies do that. When something will not happen, they say it dedicated servers came up he's like that's just not something that we're going to do it's not something that they can do they're not doing dedicated servers and saying no means people will stop asking yeah but even saying no if your answer I could tell it was a genuine pause I don't think he was like Luke Smith is not the kind you could kind of tell from just the way he was answering questions and and, um, and just kind of the way he was you know he was being uh, that he, it was a genuine pause. It was like a genuine, uh, I, I can't give you a hard answer on that, you know? So everybody, of course, was like, see, Lono, see, see, Lono, no D3. And I'm like, eh, it's still on the table. They're not building it. Okay. I was wrong. They're not building it. It's not being developed, you know? And he also said, we're not planning on doing that right now. What if Microsoft is? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm not I'm, I'm genuinely not trying to start another like theory. <laughs> but Microsoft might be doing it. I'm just kidding. All right, next question. Sunfire. Um well, uh thanks mama. Will how they explain the new subclasses will be more customizable? Do you believe they will go back to the D1 system or an evolution of it? I mean, Bungie's made it very very clear that they're not going back to old stuff from D1. So I would say this would be an evolution of of skill trees, not like, oh, wow, this looks just like D1. Mick Shivers. Do you think Vogg will have the original gear rewards? This is one of those questions that typically I actually delete. I left this one. I I filtered this one and thought, I'm going to leave it. This is a very, very like, is this a yes or no? I think it's worth discussing though. So that's why I left it in here. I think they would obviously be those weapons but changed or updated or inspired by those weapons it's if it's a greatest hit and you're bringing back Vogue I can't see doing that and being like yeah there's no fate bringer <laughs> there's no vision of confluence I I can't see that now I know there's a perk later on in Q&A that's probably going to get glided over now because I'm skipping ahead that asked do you think that could be the return of elemental primaries? I'm just going to continue to say we got to wait until we get more information on September. The fact that they're adding a brand new su- like 
subclass stasis element and stasis element will be in the game then and on weapons as well I would imagine that would require a lot of work to the weapon system which could lead to you know what we actually feel we can do elemental primaries again because there's so many elements in the game now it's going to be really really hard for you to you're not going to be able to have all the elements anymore think about that you can only have three out of the four I think that's more grounds to say yeah we can bring back elemental primaries like true elemental primaries all primaries have elements on them don't forget Luke said the stranger story is done and not coming back yeah I call that a fib. Yeah, he says that the stranger story is not coming back. <laughs> and then it did. Uh, McCheshire. Can you see the implementation of old content from DCP being the, the basis on what seasons will be in year four? We already know the Cosmodrome is the winter this year. Um, oh, being the basis for the seasons. I don't know, McCheshire. I need more explanation from Bungie about how they're going to evolve seasons because they've also said seasons are going to focus on less FOMO, reinvigorating core activities, and having content that stays around for a year. I don't know how that's even going to work. And they've also not really explained what that means. Does that mean if something lands in the summer? So in year four, the new rules are stuff's not supposed to disappear after a season. Does that mean in the in the summer of year four, those activities last for a year, summer to summer? Or do those activities get encased in year four? I don't know. They haven't specified. I lean toward them saying, no, we, we don't want to retire things after a season. Anything added in a season has a shelf life of a year. That lines up with sunsetting, the activities around, boom. DCV stands for Destiny Content Vault. Do you guys want to see what the game is going to look like? Um, you guys want to see what the game is going to look like in uh, in this September? Let me show you. Um, where do they put that? Is it? It's not in the Beyond Light article. It's like a separate article, isn't it? I can't remember where they put that. Is it somewhere in this one? They show you what the director is going to look like in uh, this September. Um, Building a viable future article. All right, hang on a second. No, that's that's past, present, and the future. Uh, Here it is. Building a viable future for Destiny. So if you go to Bungie and you look for the Building a Viable Future in Destiny, there's a whole lot of info here. Whole lot of info. And if you scroll down far enough you will see what the director will look like in September, okay? There's actually two destinations on the e- on the Earth. There's EDZ and Cosmodrome. You can pick between those two. There is Europa. Europa is enormous. I don't think it's I don't think it's an accident that Europa is bigger than Nessus on the director. I think Europa is going to be humongous. Why Nessus though? It's a great planet. I don't know. They pick the smaller planets or they the least liked. Titan um, Titan, Mercury, and Mars are pretty small. IO is big, but nobody really likes IO in, in, in Levy. Nessus is pretty small. Nessus is pretty big. What are you talking about? Nessus is a pretty big planet. Nessus has so many places to go. It's a large planet. A lot of the areas on Nessus you don't even go to, honestly. So this is what the director will look like. Europa, Nessus, two Earth locations, Moon, Tangled Shore, Dreaming City. That's it. That's it. So, 
we as i said earlier why would they make why would they make that much space for year four i would think throughout year four they would probably be adding or iterating on stuff maybe i don't know with the introduction of stasis what is your opinion on the changing of the cold heart to stasis uh i get behind it it's basically what it is already people might be mad though if they liked it being arc i don't know um are we keeping strikes from the removed destinations no the removed destinations will be removed all pve activities and campaigns will also be removed i actually like this this just looks nice and clean that director looks so clean (laughs) mars is behind europa uh no i'm i'm pretty sure that's jupiter isn't that jupiter i don't think that's mars behind behind europa isn't that that's jupiter isn't it yeah it's jupiter uh where were we where were we uh, preparing for any expansion beforehand is a simple, uh, is a staple since D1. Why all of a sudden is it a bad thing? Is it because of the influx of new players? No, 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 no. Why all of a sudden is it a bad thing? You, it's not all of a sudden a bad thing. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> this has been a bad thing since D1. This has been something that Bungie has tried to stop since D1. It's not all of a sudden a bad thing. This is, this is, this is, this is a, this is a common common frustration that people save bounties and save exotics and save all this stuff this is this problem has been around for forever and it's gotten worse because of the artifact traditionally saving bounties wouldn't do anything for you in destiny like uh, you know what i mean in um pre pre artifact pre artifact saving bounties wouldn't do anything for you but it's compounding an existing problem of i can carry a bunch of stuff from the previous era into the new era and bypass a bunch of leveling they've been trying to mitigate that and stop that for forever and the thing they came up with because the most common driver for quick leveling or a focus on leveling in the early week or weeks of the content is the raid and contest modifier was their solution for that they got tired of people going in and being at an advantage or disadvantage according to either rng or in this case saving bounties people literally went into the dungeon with an entire extra delta of power because they saved bounties from last season i don't know how you look at that and think that like that's just normal and fine that's that's just i call that what it is that's dumb (laughs) Here's aspirational content for the hardcore player. Yeah, that's great. I'm hardcore. I like a challenge. Oh, do you? Then then why did you save bounties for an extra delta of power? <laughs> I I love how people tell me that the dungeon should be hard and I like that it's hard. Oh, really? Hmm. That's interesting. With all of our love for challenge and difficulty, sandbagging bounties gives you guaranteed deltas day one. That sounds like the opposite of hard to me. (laughs) That sounds like easy leveling. That sounds like a a shortcut. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a challenge. Oh man, bounties are so hard. Oh my gosh, what a challenge to stack weeklies and dailies. The frick out of here. It's dumb. It's dumb. If you want to maintain aspiration and challenge, contest modifier is the is is the answer. It's the answer. Six power is not that much. There were people with eight to ten bonus levels of power. That's two deltas, by the way. That's you're, you're bypassing. So if you're twenty, if you if you if you're t- if you're ten ten, 
and you have an extra 10 levels on the artifact, that means you're passing 16 and you're into 20. If you can get to 21, that's two entire deltas. Like, that has a huge influence on whether or not you see swords, how fast you die, how much how much damage you do. It has an enormous influence on the flow of battle. Enormous influence. I've continued to say, I said this before Q&A, I went on a rant about this, I went on a rant about that last night and today, that... My favorite encounter from the dungeon so far is the bowl. And that bowl encounter is intense. And the minute you go in there overleveled, a lot of that intensity will be gone. And that'll be a shame. I want a contest modifier version of all endgame activities to persist the challenge and the intensity that goes away the minute you get over the level. That You're like, oh, this is way easier. The intensity, the need to hide, the need to run away, all of that. There's no magic difference between 1020 and 1021. Need to stop pushing that narrative. Everything I've seen about this has been that when you hit 16 and 21, you're in the true next delta bracket and that it makes a difference. Hitting 15 is not as significant as hitting 16. Hitting 21 is not as significant as hitting 20. 21 puts you in the next bracket. You've like climbed into it. Everything I've ever seen about this, that's how it's been explained to me. So unless all those people are wrong there is no di- there is a difference between 1020 and 1025 i thought the difference between 1021 and 1025 was basically non-existent but when you tip over in the 1026 was when it made the difference you aren't watching the proper videos or sources every level counts now it's obvious because the skulls go away Yeah, I thought once you tipped over by that plus one, the skulls went away and became swords. It's when you tip over into the 21 or the 26. It's all wrong. Error proved it all wrong. Then I guess I need to do some research. In any case, what is it? Every 10 then? Listen, no matter how it shakes out, I might have the details wrong. The spirit of it is very simple. If you have 10 more levels than me, the content's way easier for you right? It's way easier for you. That's the spirit of what I'm saying. I I might have the details wrong. The enemy icons don't matter. (laughs) What? The difference between a skull and a sword? They do. What do you mean? They do matter. The, 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 The damage you receive and the damage you do matters significantly. What are you talking about? If you see skull, sword, or no sword... That is an enormous difference in the way the combat goes. What are you even saying to me right now? There is a literal difference in how much damage you do and receive reliant upon skull sword and nothing. I don't believe that's not true. I want to move on. I don't want to spend all day here, right? I don't want to spend all day here. The spirit of what I'm saying is, is that we all know the minute we go back into this dungeon at or above level it will feel completely different it won't be nearly as difficult and it won't be nearly as intense i believe that when when you are on contest modifier and that is a persisting challenge you are actually maintaining a style of fight and combat that's cool and intense and that goes away when you're at or above level so Damage is negative 2% below uh, cap per level for 10 levels. Negative 1.3% per level for 11 to 20 and 0.5% for 21 to 30 below. 
Okay, so every five doesn't matter. I sw- I, I did not know that that had been proven false. I swore I I swore I saw differences when I when I would tick into the next. I would like I would hit twenty six and twenty twenty five, you know. I know it's a softer scale because they allow you to go into content that's more extreme now, but getting shot by something that has a skull and getting shot by something that has a sword, I I know I die faster from the guy with the skull. I know I do. I know that the damage I do to him is is less. Uh, to Eden. With no D3 coming out, Luke's saying that there will never be dedicated servers in D2. Do you still believe Bungie is working with Microsoft and how? Well, did he say never dedicated servers? I, I thought he said that they just, it wasn't possible. I, I don't know the phrasing he used on dedicated servers, so I don't want to speak to that because I don't have the direct quote in my mind. I was paying more attention to the D3 stuff. Um, so if... If the na- if the nature of the future of like their relationship with Microsoft is just a development partner, maybe it also could again when I when I outlined my predictions about them working with Microsoft, I've always said it could literally just be as simple as cross play, play anywhere, and the and the Game Pass, and uh, and maybe they maybe they add cross play between the Microsoft consoles and PC. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he said soft no or pretty confident no. Okay. I have always said that they're working with Microsoft to some degree and the easiest way to see that could be that they're they're doing the uh they're just going to do the play anywhere X Cloud, maybe even Game Pass, you know what I mean? Like maybe they do something like that. But also, if they're working with Microsoft for smart delivery, that again could just be, that's it. That's all they're working on with Microsoft. I tend to feel like Microsoft is more invested with the way they tweet at Bungie, with the way they tweet at Destiny, with the way Phil Spencer and and Pete Parsons tweet back and forth. I feel like there's more smoke for that small of a fire. It's like, if that's all it is, it's like, yeah, we were just working on them for smart delivery. I don't know. There's an awful lot of smoke for such a little fire. Why do you think that Bungie decided to release the names of the next three expansions and not do the typical reveal that they've been doing? I think they wanted it to be crystal clear that their vision reaches beyond just like, here's another season. It's like, nope, this is where we're going. It's a long-term vision. I think it landed after year three, because again, I think that year three, year three was a transition. That's why. I think it's clear now that they're like, okay, now that we kind of got this out of the way, this is where we're going. This is our vision for the game long term. Uh, Urgent says, I think it's fair to say D2 has struggled to attract a larger audience, thinking specifically of the PC launch uh, on Twitch. What? Should Bungie be focused on attracting groups like that still? And if so, do you think that could be done in the D2 space? I mean, I think one of the reasons they included Lupo for the interview, one of the reasons they really, really want to like outline their their long term plan is to show people that maybe have taken a break, walked away, or have never played Destiny could be like, oh wow, that's a game I could really get involved with. They've they've that's they're they're I could buy it now and, and play it for the next three years, two years, you know. I, but as far as like trying to target PC users or target a particular you know subset of the gaming audience, I don't really know how you do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you do that? Other than doing what they're doing, which is saying, "Hey, 
this is where we love this is where we want to take the game new subclasses new destination a commitment to bring out some of the greatest hits from the past a commitment to doing a dlc every set every september during those uh those expansions brand new destinations like i don't know that to me is they're just they're basically just marketing their product to people that want to play a game like this you know in in general, a franchise this old, I really don't think the goal is we really got to get more people. You kind of want to do that, but your main focus is probably to keep the main the main hub of your community happy. I would wager to say most long-standing franchises like this probably get the most bang from their buck by focusing on their, their existing community rather than trying to capture new folks. Now, New Light is a great big wide open net funnel, free to play. Come in and try out the game. You get two years worth of content for free. Um, I mean, that's great. That's great for people just looking to play an amazing shooter with loot in it. But they've admitted that needs to be streamlined. Like they, Luke Smith even said they underestimated just how many people were going to jump in and check out their game. So they're wanting to streamline the New Light experience. I'm wondering if doing this is going to help with that. Like taking a bunch of content out, thin it out, have a very maybe basic acclimation, uh, you know, campaign to let people kind of get a feel, especially because they're bringing back the Cosmodrome. That's like basically where you start that, you know, that initial mission um, they added back. Uh, So maybe this is part of, that could be attached to some of the plan here. They might restructure the new light campaign to be a little bit more like, hey, you went through that beginning tutorial. Okay, now we have these steps. So you learn about strikes, gambit, crucible. Awesome. Now that you're done with that, um, you know, here's all the vendors and then here's Europa. Like I, that's an area I'm not. I'm not really equipped to talk about. I'm not the guy that knows how to do really, really good player acquisition funnels for an established franchise where you're taking stuff out of the game. That's harder for me to talk about. I can talk about incentivization and player agency and generosity and, you know, good content loops and, you know, good perks on guns and build diversity and, and combat dynamics. I can get in all that, but I can't really give you a glimpse into, like, how they could make things better for a new player or somebody who's never touched the sticks and shot a, guy, and shot a baddie in Destiny. Uh, Egyptian Joe... How would you feel if Scourge was leaving because Aramis stole Insurrection Prime parts and rebuilt him on Europa? I mean, this is like too specific for me to even answer. Like, I that's that's like you just like coming up with a cool idea that, again, when people do that, you're playing pin the tail on the donkey in a dark room and there's like eight donkeys. Like, you might get it right, you may completely whiff. Like, you're just stabbing in the dark, hoping to get like, oh yeah, this is what they're gonna do. I mean, what? Where did you even come up with that? <laughs> you know, Small King. Were there benefits for Bungie using the less is more philosophy since all of us went into the season blind? Well, I'll be honest. There was something that I enjoyed more about like going and and discovering stuff and checking collections and checking the NPCs and checking the bounties. Like, I don't know. It was more like I was investigating um... You know, I was I was in, I was investigating what was in the game. You know, um, I I liked that. I thought that was good. I thought that was excellent. Uh, you know, the 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 way they the, I thought the way that I kind of discovered everything was more exciting than being like, oh man, let me uh, 
let me let me go check the website let me look at the season pass let me look at this let me look at that I don't know I like discovering it on my own um, but I will say this I will say this I do think there's something to be said about drinking from a fire hose um, I'm like setting up a reminder for tomorrow I have a thing that I have to do a sponsored thing and I don't want to forget uh, I think there's something to be said for you know for drinking from a fire hose because it's like when I was going through and reading all those updates and all those things I could unlock and all those all that stuff it can be almost it can be almost paralyzing it's like I don't know what any of this means I don't know what's connected I don't know what these benefits are going to do for me I feel like I'm freaking reading like who wants to read in a video game <laughs> I, I, and like, I mean uh, there's there's time to read I mean I actually when we read through the lore of the Felwinter shotgun that was really enjoyable I think reading in games is fine I'm obviously, obviously I'm being a little cheeky but it just can feel a little bit like I said like you're drinking from a fire hose it's like I, I, I have no idea where to start and so my concern is with with the way this content structured where we kind of have to discover it all you go you go into the tower you interact with drifter you look at his thing you look at his other thing this is starting to sound really nasty you look at his little station and his other station and you're like oh what do these what do these do oh i got to go run this control this control event and then you go run the control event and it's a public event if you go through all of that, read all that, feel a little bit disoriented and a little bit confused, and then you go fail the public event, how winsome do you think the content is? Do you understand? It's not about, to me, the problem isn't like having mystery and not data dumping and not updating the website and not showing me the calendar and the season pass. It's like, where's the player acclimation? Like, you take me through all those steps, talk to the drifter, go over here, and it's like when you're learning how to do a mobile game and it's like, press this menu, press this menu, press this menu, press this menu, and you're like, oh, okay, did I just learn how to play the game or did I just get bossed around for 15 minutes? Like, I think they could do a better job when there's when there's new, when there's new content d- acclimating you to what's going on and what you're doing. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being overly critical, but to me, I just always feel like this is so much information. I have no idea what any of this is. I, you know, w- w- what am I supposed to focus on first? And then what's even worse is you're really gambling with the public event. You're hoping people go and run that public event and the first time is a success. I've had two that we turned heroic and we barely got it done i mean 10 seconds left i'm dead i'm frustrated i'm like we're not gonna get it it's just that's not very winsome why do i want to come back and do this number one i don't even know what i'm investing in number two i don't even know what the content loop looks like number three i just failed your new public event you know so if I'm Bungie, I would really, really focus on maybe what they're working on with New Light can influence some of what I'm talking about. Player acquisition and like getting somebody into a content loop, there, there's an art to that. There is an art to that. 
when you play a game that just hooks you with its content loop and you're doing something and you're learning something I will use Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisps as examples of addicting content loop that also educates you on the systems that you'll be interacting with I think the early game of Ori 1 and 2 is brilliantly crafted it's subtle it's not like a come over here and press B to crouch come over here and press A to jump get the frick out of here like I know how to do those things right so I I think the beginning of Ori 1 and 2 is a perfect example of how to acclimate somebody to the system so they know what the loop's going to look like without making it feel really mechanical and silly. Speed Razor gifted 10 subs to the community. Uh... The creature with 100 bits. I missed a bunch of subs. 13 months from the torch. Real sticky with five months. Handbag with two months. Two months from Othello Prime and Epic Fail with 21 months. Thank you. <clears throat> Next question. Was Superman? Uh, oh, it's just Superman. Got it. I never heard Luke say anything about a new engine. Do you think that they are not worried about the engine moving forward or in talks with moving? I don't know if he specifically talked about a new engine. I know Noseworthy mentioned like new technology. They they seemed they seem to be like very vague about that maybe on purpose. Maybe cuz cuz again there could be stuff being built in the background. Laser. Do you think there will be some kind of time travel element with Vault of Glass? To me it doesn't make sense timeline-wise to do D1 content. This is a good question. I'm I'm interested in how they're going to do it. Why are we going back to the Cosmodrome? Why are we going back and fighting Sepix? It, to me, I'll, I'll just, I'm just going to throw a theory out there. I don't like doing this, but I'm going to throw a theory out there. Okay. No, the new Ori's not on the Switch yet, I don't think. At the end of Shadowkeep, we see the, 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 the pyramid ship person, and he, they look like us, and they say, we're your salvation. And then we know they did like the nightmares. They brought back things that we had previously killed. Okay. I could see them basically tapping into our memories and saying that they're, they're, they're reawakening enemies once killed. Maybe not like nightmares, more of a, they're, they're undoing what we've done. They're bringing back things that we've killed. They're basically rebirthing our own memories and they bring back the Cosmodrome and the Strikes and Vogue. And it's like, what is this? It could be sort of a, like the past and the present are colliding. They're bringing the past into the present and we have to take care of it so that it doesn't take over the present and, and destroy, you know, our timeline. It could be something like that. I am just literally throwing out theory right now, knowing that they did the nightmare thing and they seem to be able to mimic what we look like. I mean, those are all things you can kind of use to say they're dragging our memories and our pasts into the present to undo what we've done or something. Or maybe they're here being like, you don't need your weapons. You know, we're, we're not here to fight you or whatever. Maybe that could be another thing that they're doing. Maybe they're testing us or maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're, I, maybe they're making us revisit our memories or something like that because they think we need to confront our past. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to couch the destiny vault in the storyline. Like, why are we going back to the earth? Why are we going back to these places? And you could do it as simple as what executioner is saying, have them be memories I think that's just chintzy. I, I don't, I w- I don't want to like walk up to Icor and be like, I'm ready to go back and have a memory of Vogue. I would rather have it be like written into the story somehow. 
Seven months from Trunks, eight months from Mike Johnson. Steven with the next question. How exactly does DCV work? Is this supposed to supplement the new content? Also, I guess le- leveling is a necessary with uh, evil with sunsetting. True, it's why I've called for leveling to be improved because it doesn't, it can't go anywhere. We need it. Um, the DCV is basically a we got to make space, and there's really, really great content that they want to bring back that they feel like you know deserves to be in the present game, the present meta. Um, consider this with me. We haven't even talked about this. We've said for a long time we would love to see the old content ported forward because we could play Vogue and Wrath and all these places with better FPS and better FOV. Uh, you're going to get that on the new consoles. And I wonder if there's a part of Bungie that's like, man, I really want that classic content on the new on the new space. I, you know, I want it... Uh, I want it on the new space. I want it. I want it on these new platforms. I want it in this new higher fidelity performance era. I think that's totally cool to say, "Hey, you guys have been playing Destiny on console all this time. Well, now that we can make Destiny look better and run better on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, let's bring back. Let's bring back some of the greatest hits." I, I don't know. If I worked for Bungie, I'd want to do that. That content's amazing, and it looks and runs so poorly now. Like nobody wants, nobody's, especially once these new consoles change your perception on what increase FOV and increase FPS can feel like, believe me, you will never want to go back to 30 FPS, 75 FOV destiny. You won't want to go back to that. You feel like you're like zoomed in. Lethal escape. Bungie said they're making technological advances, but how long do you think they can get away with the old engine? This is a question for Bungie. I don't know. Clearly, they know they can pull it off at least until the 2023 because we kick off a whole new year in 2022. So clearly, they've got confidence they can make this thing go for three more years at a minimum. Parsons seemed to indicate this game is going till beyond 2025. That's why I still think there's a potential for a complete rework, new engine, new game, something beyond 2023. Bungie didn't mention an FOV slider. Yeah, I can't see them not giving you a little bit of an increased FOV. At least bump it to like 90, for Pete's sakes. Uh, Bloody Gore. Take into consideration what we've seen so far with the new expansion. What exotics can you see returning with D1? I, I don't answer these types of questions. Obviously, Galley and Vex, but other than that, I don't I don't really like to answer these. Uh, Juicer got gifted a sub from Westman. Thank you. Thoughts on the new elements and how it will affect the game? New unique subclass. Um... I think it's going to be, as I said earlier, grounds to give us true elemental primaries. I think it's probably going to, again, require a complete overhaul of the weapon system because this you're adding something that we've never had before and you're, you know it's an effect we've never had before. It's going to require more archetypes. It's going to require more weapons to make sure there aren't any archetypal vacancies. So I could see this being linked hand-in-hand with a significant weapons update. It just kind of makes sense to me that they would do that at the same time. Favorite weapon so far from the new seasonal weapons. Again, I usually don't do these because this is almost like an AMA, but I let this one stay in because the new exotic uh, grenade launcher is a freaking blast and it's destroying raid bosses. It's going to need to be adjusted. Something's wrong with the way that it works. It's stacking to an absurd degree. Um, it'll ruin It'll ruin the raid. <laughs> it'll ruin whatever raid you got coming in the future. Uh, I'm, people are going to start using it in the dungeon, I'm sure. Uh, Augustine. What can Bungie do to address stability issues on consoles since there are no plans for D3? Uh, there are loading screens where there were none before and they don't purchase next-gen consoles until hardware stabilizes. Listen, I blew my freaking stack this morning. I couldn't go to the tower and I just freaking yelled. I was like, let me go to the tower. Like, 
I blew a gasket. I'm like, this is just basic. I just want to come to the tower. Please let me go to the social space. Like, I'm with you. They've got to figure some of this out. The rise of error codes, the rise of just, I can't even go to the tower. I can't stay in the tower. They've got to figure this out. We were trying to raid yesterday, Garden of Salvation. Well, I guess it was a new season, but man, oh man, it was awful. People just kept, you know, people just kept disconnecting. And I, it, you know, it was really, really frustrating. And I would hope that they can figure out what's causing that. If it's background technical advancements that they're working on, maybe it's stuff they can't pull the trigger on until more people are on the new consoles. I don't know. Like when they left everybody behind with Rise of Iron. But man, it's freaking irritating. PC has great load times, but again, like I just, I, it's so, it becomes so frustrating like to not even be able to just go to the tower. It's just the social hub. Ashen. With Leviathan going away, does that mean Tribute Hall? Yeah, it will. That whole area is going, I, I would think. The Great uh, Gangini. I mean, I guess I could leave Tribute, but it wouldn't make any sense if it's not in the Skybox anymore. Like, you're literally going to the Leviathan, and how are you doing that if it's gone, you know, from the Director and the Skybox? I would imagine it's going to leave the Skybox. How heavily do you believe the story for this season will come into play next expansion regarding Savathun, or do you think that we won't get anything until the Witch Queen regarding her? This is just sort of like, how do you think Bungie's going to handle the story? I don't know, so I just kind of have to shrug at questions like this. This one kind of snuck through. This one didn't get filtered out. They mentioned Savathun. They showed her icon on the wall in the cutscene that's on the Witch Queen, you know, marketing. Savathun will probably continue to be a breadcrumb story trickle but don't forget we got bigger things coming in Europa and whatever's going on with the stranger that'll take front center stage first I would imagine um green do you believe that a three year darkness story arc will ultimately be a good move for the game or do you think it will make the story too drawn out I that's just a yes or no um, I think it'll be fine. I think we're going to finally get some cool things happening with like the stranger and stuff. And we're going to wield darkness powers. With the reveal of stasis, do you think Coldheart or other weapons will be changed? We already had that one. Nate, since we were able to wield stasis in Beyond Light, could we see multiple branches of it? I, that's not a question I can answer. Arkin, with the introduction of the new subclass, do you think we're going to get three more for each class or two for each class, just like they did in D2? There are people that think this could be the beginning of darkness subclasses, like we're going to get more darkness powers after. I feel like Lupo asked Luke Smith about this. He also asked him, are you going to go back and like retroactively give us more customization in the other subclasses? And Luke Smith was basically like, remember that thing I said about experimenting? I think in their mind, the darkness subclasses are a bit of an experiment. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't automatically think we're going to get more or more iterations or more customization just because of that one subclass. It could just be an experiment that never really goes beyond like we have one darkness subclass. To me, it makes the most sense. Let's back up here and really think about this. To me, it makes the most sense to get one dark subclass per year um they'll give us stasis in in 2020 2021 we'll get another one um and then 2022 we'll get the last one or something or we we become a full evolved dark guardian or something um i could see them doing that since they outline three expansions and and an equal representation of dark and light subclasses would mean we would get one this year and then the next two the subsequent years I could maybe see them doing that and when Luke Smith said like it's leading all to a moment that could be the moment like we finally we finally complete the circle and we become like a gray Jedi we can wield both the dark and the light we become so strong that 
we become aware of more and and bigger things start happening or something I don't know HSG Intrepidus with Savathun during the new season trying to stop us from taking in, uh, take, uh, talking to the darkness anything you would like to see from the Witch Queen DLC uh, Hive Against the Darkness I don't do this like here's what I want to see happen I don't answer questions like that with the return of Vogue, could this meant elemental primaries? I pulled this one in earlier, top reply, so I already answered this one because somebody was asking about Vogue and the weapons. I already gave you an answer. I, I, I knew your question was there, so I kind of answered both at the same time. We didn't see much on changes to seasonal content coming with the fall update. Do you have any thoughts on how Destiny Content Vault will play a role into the seasonal model? Could we see things pulled from the past on a quarterly basis or annual? It's certainly not going to just be annual because Vogue's coming in 2021 and I, I, it's going to come in year four. So they're going to be doing sometimes things coming out of the DCV during a season. Um, do you remember that time that I said a great way to bolster seasonal content would be to do paid content and free content that's like a repurposing of old content? Maybe that's what they start doing. Maybe every season is, here's the new paid thing, the new paid activity, new paid loot, and then here's the free repurposed you know, strikes from D1 or something. Or here's the new repurposed activity from D1. I mean, if they're bringing back the Cosmodrome, they could bring back Archon's Forge or something. I don't know. Bungie Chunji says, since Bungie is going to start bringing content back from Destiny 1, is there any content you don't want to see return? I, yeah, I don't, I don't really have lists like this. I can't think of anything. So, it's coming in the spring season? Okay. I think, I, he just said 2021. Frosty, with the roadmap for next several years tentatively laid out, I don't think it's tentative, I mean it's laid out, do you think that the changes will be implemented to design of feedback roles in the next year? Will they be more flexible in the design philosophy? Well, here's the challenge, okay? Whenever they're building year four, Luke Smith has established standards for year four. Less FOMO, reinvigorating existing content, allowing content to stay around for a year, less focus on bounties, okay? They, they're, they've given you they've given you a look into like the trajectory for year four so when whoever's working on the spring season starts cranking through if we get on the other side of September and we have a bunch of feedback that feedback is not going to get shoved into the spring season it's too far into the development cycle you're almost always going to see trends emerge from a year that provokes feedback that changes the following year so this year the big feedback was thanks for the bounties they're too big of a focus thanks for the new content and guns but FOMO sucks you know like thanks for all the new content but there's nothing aspirational here all of those are markers of feedback that's influencing the next year because you can't expect them to suddenly midstream, mid-development cycle be like, oh, they don't like bounties? We better completely recreate and restructure every single element of this. They can't do that. It would completely destroy their timelines and their their uh, their their deadlines. Fructor. Knowing that they are going to have to remove content and locations, which locations do you think should be removed and which activities? Well, we already know what they're removing, so I'm not going to give you a list beyond this. Io, Titan, Mercury, and Mars, I won't miss any of them. Leviathan, I won't miss Leviathan. I know that's more personal and more subjective, but like, I'm not going to miss a single one of those planets. Give me Europa, give me the Dark Subclass, give me new stuff to do. I don't give, I don't give two fricks about those old planets. I just don't. I want new stuff to do. Bungie was stuck between a rock and a hard place and I ranted about this the other day. 
If they would have left those planets in the game and repurposed them or takenified them or terraformed them, everybody would have cried reskin lazy. They take them out to make space for new content and everybody cli- everybody cries, you can't take stuff out of the game. You, you know what? I, I, I kind of want to make sure and say this to the people that are like, you can't take stuff out of the game. That's a slap in the face. How dare you? You know what I want to tell those people? Suck it. I'm glad they're doing it. And I hope it makes you mad. (laughs) Like, suck it. They they need to make space. They need to make space. Just get over it. It's old content. When, 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 When Beyond Light lands in September, some of the stuff they're removing is four years old. Like, get the frick over it. Seriously. Go find a manager to chew out because your your meal wasn't hot enough, for frick's sake. Get the frick over it. Riddler. Public events, such as the new one this season, are starting to become stale. What do you think Bungie can do to retool public events to make them purposeful again? Um, well, here's an idea. Uh, public public events, as they are, as they're you know sort of in their inception and their evolution, are designed around people randomly coming together and doing stuff. And if there's been something that has been made abundantly clear from D2 vanilla to now, if there's mechanics or challenge or team synergy that has to take place in the public space, it's going to be really freaking irritating. I mean, really freaking irritating for people to try to pull off. How many times have we had to rant about people nuking something in a public space and not being able to turn it heroic? And how annoying is that? How annoying is that when you're trying to turn the blights heroic, okay? Bungie should know, loud and clear, public space content that requires synergy, timing, and cooperation. It, it's just annoying. It's annoying. So, it's real simple. Add matchmaking and make it non-failable. For the love of all that is holy, please do that. I'm I'm already irritated. I'm already irritated about this season. I, like I have played that public event numerous times, and we barely get it done. I initiated one today, and there was nobody around. Nobody was in my public space. It's just it is a terrible, terrible system. They just stop please stop please let this be the absolute last time you double down on a dumb idea it's dumb the content isn't dumb the content isn't bad it's the logistics blind well archons forge court of oryx escalation protocol the seraph tower event and now this thing called control which that's confusing it's a game mode anyway in pvp like why do you continue to do something that we've all said is really really frustrating it's so frustrating I have two hours to play oh it's called contact I'm sorry (laughs) I thought it was called control I was like that's so weird I'm sorry it's called contact lol contact I apologize if you have two hours to play and you strut into the blind well or you strut into the IO and there's nobody around does that make you want to complete that? even the Vex invasions on the moon frustrated people they'd want to do it and there'd be nobody around and they they couldn't they couldn't do it you know 
I actually like the event too. Somebody in chat saying I really like the event. I like the event. I like how you turn it heroic. I think it's fun. But when I go into the event and I'm running overload and unstoppable and there's an anti-barrier guy in front of me and no one's popping his shield, it's like, great, sweet, awesome. Can't wait for nobody to come over here and pop this guy's shield and I just waste all my ammo on him and yeah, basically just run swords to get to, so, so they can't so they can't shield up and heal up. You know what I mean? It's all if if it if it match made like the forges, I would be so happy. Like go sweet, dope. Yeah, match make drops me in. There's nine people there. Let's go. Let's go to work. Sweet. This is great. Can't wait, you know? It, it's a real simple solution. Maybe it's not a simple solution, it's a simple answer. Um uh so, oh, so Giggs tweeted about the dungeon. He said, I highly recommend being 1036, preferably 1041 for the new dungeon, uh, at least for beating the final two encounters. Doing it in anything lower increases the difficulty significantly, which is either a good or a bad thing, depending on the type of player you are. Yeah, I was wanting to go back in when I was 10, uh, when I was 1040. I wanted to go into 1040. I wanted to maintain the final room difficulty. I don't want to wait until I'm way, way higher than that. I think 1040 will be fun. Um, when we got as far as we did, and I was ten nineteen for crying out loud. Um, so yeah, final encounter is ten sixty. Yeah, I want to be twenty below the final encounter. I like, I really like when content feels that way. But it just it got harder and harder and harder. I was I was ten nineteen. I just I couldn't stay alive. It was it was ridiculous. Um, Dragon Tat. Do you believe the outlook for the fall expansion with respect to the amount of content is encouraging, considering the new dungeon could easily have been released with it? You know, I, I, yeah, I think this is a good take. You know, the fact that, like, they they could have easily sandbagged the dungeon, you know? They easily could have sandbagged the dungeon. And they didn't. So, that's that's encouraging that maybe they do have a lot. They have a lot of stuff for year four. They didn't need to give us a dungeon in the summer. They really didn't. I mean, it wasn't a selling point. It was free, you know? They could have saved it. Seriously, it's tied to the drifter. It's tied to the nine. It doesn't really, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to happen uh, in this in this season. It could have come later. Do you think Bungie is holding an ace up their sleeve regarding a major system change like Weapons 2.0? Even though the story looked awesome, I fail to see evolution similar to what we had in the past. I mean, a brand new subclass and a brand new element is unprecedented. Even when they gave us new subclasses, they didn't give us a new element. But that... Like, let's call that what it is. Like, I'm not going to try and convince Lightleaf that they're adding depth because that's his big that's his big question mark. Is there going to be depth? I don't necessarily know if the combat is ever going to be diverse, dynamic, and deep enough to give you insane customization and depth in your loadout to really extend grind for you. I don't think the, the, the base level... I mean, even Luke Smith admitted that a lot of the supers are basically just different versions of themselves, and he doesn't like that. He would like to see more dynamics and differences in the supers. One of the reasons for that is that the combat is, is so samey everywhere you go. That's why people really, really like things like dungeons and raids, because the mechanics require you to do different things. I love the mechanic in the dungeon. I think it's one of the coolest things they've come up with. So, but my answer to you is, and I don't want to overstate this, it is unprecedented for Bungie to add a brand new element to the game. They have never done that. Yes, they added subclasses in Taken King, but that was a vacancy. 
hunter didn't have a void the 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 titan didn't have solar and the warlock didn't have an arc those were those were like obvious vacancies it was like why don't they all have all three right and then they added new supers in in forsaken like those were new attunements within with within an existing you know subclass this is a brand new element on weapons a brand new subclass which means new abilities it means new class abilities i would maybe not new class abilities it means new super i don't know i think this is big i don't want to overstate it and make it seem like oh my gosh it's going to make the game entirely new and different there's gonna be so much depth i've continued to say content the combat can't change that much but they can add layers to it and that's where i think the champion mods need to come into big a, a bigger a bigger fruition into the game this is an official version of the director for year four. Yes, it's on their website. Uh, Sampy, do you believe? Uh, do you think that, that the rework of Vog, since the game has changed so much since its first release, I heard veterans say it'll be too easy. Oh, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I think they'll bring some difficulty. It'll be tough. Um, I just don't want the res timer in there. Parasito, Stasis is only one darkness element. Uh, is there room for two more? And if so, should they be added in? Yeah, we touched on this, Paris. Sorry, I beat you to the punch. I can see them adding two more Darkness subclasses, one each year for the two remaining DLCs that we know about. Uh, the Witch Queen. The Witch Queen and then the other thing. Um, Bungie tweeted new lore. Um, okay. I'm not going to read it, but we could definitely go click on it just so you guys could see it. Uh, it would be under news, I would think. Um, False Idols is the name of it. False Idols is the new lore. Um, do you think Bungie will ever release a match-made version of Raids similar to WoW? I don't think so. It grates against the spirit of Raids. Do you think next-gen consoles will have an advantage in PvP while playing with older generation consoles? I mean, it's possible. I think people tend to overstate this. I, you know, you can play against somebody on PC and you can be running inconsistent 60 FPS because your PC is weaker and I can be running 120, 140 higher FOV. That'll give me an advantage. I, the PC world just accepts that that's a thing. So, Saint 14. What raids do you think would be appropriate to come back besides Vogue? All of them. Uh, with the Lupo interview, the topic of whites, greens, and blues were brought up and given Luke's responses, he was hinting at their removal uh, and getting a reset in, their, in our levels. Or, or are we getting a reset in our levels? It seemed a little bit more like they were, uh, they were he was hinting at them going away. With content leaving Destiny, what would happen to story quests for free-to-play players? They would go away. There'd be a new acclimation process. Moving four planets in the raid into the DCV seems like a lot of to do at once, especially when they're only getting two planets in return. Do you Well, not two planets. I see what you're saying. Cosmodrome and Europa. Do you think Bungie is setting a precedent for the amount of content available at a time or just cleaning up the underused content? It could be to make the game run more stable. I mean, maybe some of the error codes and some of the nonsense we're dealing with is just because the game is really strained. Maybe the engine is really strained. Maybe the game will be you know more stable and more solid. Uh, maybe Europa is literally gigantic. Maybe it is the size of two or three planets and they want to have room for that and Cosmodrome. I don't know. I mean, if Europa uh, think about it. Mercury's not even a planet. It's just one big giant space. It's not a freaking planet. It isn't. So Mercury's not even a planet. Europa could easily be the size of Titan and Mercury, you know? And then the EDZ, I mean, the Cosmodrome could be roughly the size of IO. And there you go. That's like a fair trade. Cosmodrome replaces IO and then, or maybe just replaces like Titan or, well, no, the Titan's not big enough for the Cosmodrome. Cosmodrome had a lot of places. Um, 
you know, Cosmodrome is roughly the size of IO, and then Titan, Mercury, Mars could be Europa. Or any combination. Mercury's not really a planet, you know what I mean? It's just a giant big space. It's a giant big circle. You can't even go from one instance to another on Mercury. That's how small it is. Star screens. With Rahul having seasonal exotics for direct purchase, what are your thoughts on Zer having targeted pass for random rolled armor? I want it and I've asked for it for a long time. Do you think stasis should be exclusive to new weapons in the fall, or would you like to see old weapons rework with the new element? I don't have a strong opinion on either thing happening. Uh, should we expect a rework of old elements now that stasis is coming, like more function to guns than just stopping shields? Oh, with popping shields? Yeah, I would love that. I would love more elemental presence in the game. I've been asking for that for a long time. What do you think Bungie meant by D1 parody when they talked about the Cosmodrome in one of their blog posts? I don't know. Void Pill. Are there any lingering concerns that you have in the game that weren't addressed during yesterday's reveal stream? My biggest question mark for year four is going to continue to be the weapon system. If you can make dope weapons, new weapons, uh, you know, new layers to the combat with things like champions and things like that, I that's that's my big question mark. I think that's always going to be the thing I focus on. It's just kind of who I am. Preferred Leaf, the homie with 28 months, 500 bits from Leet, and Mellow Squares with 15 months. Thank you. Uh, I'll say this with the fire team at uh, of three at power level. It's far more completable than the rever- the the revised Seraph Tower event. Oh, it's better than the Seraph Tower event, but it smacks of the same problem. Uh, like I said, I went there this morning and there was nobody in my instance. Given the depth of the content dropped in Forsaken and Shadowkeep, I'm concerned that revised Cosmodrome in Europa will be enough with them removing, or probably I think what you mean is to say won't be enough with them removing so much content. What's the expectation for the volume of content be in September? I'm not answering this. I don't really know. I mean, they're going to have to outline the details, the size, the scope, and what we're getting. I, I'm not going to tell you what your expectations should be right now. It just seems big, and it seems like they're removing a lot, and I would imagine if they're removing a lot, it's because they're adding a lot. With year four changing in the life cycle process of season to season and year to year pretty much set, do you have any recommendations or things you would like to see? Um, I just think better loot and content loops that don't have fail that aren't failable and lack matchmaking. Jay Golden. Since we got a big reveal with new subclasses and an element, do you think that we are still getting a new weapon system? Yes, I think it's related to the new element. Uh, Vonami. Is Stasis or Darkness going to be a new subclass? Yes. Uh, the new artifact mod allows exotic pulse rifles to have unstoppable. Is this the first step? I, sh- I sure hope so. If For those of you that don't know, people are like, why is pulse rifle unstoppable on the artifact twice? One of them is for your armor, and when you put it on your armor, it affects exotic pulse rifles. So enjoy. Get out your outbreak perfecteds, and they can do unstoppable now. Lord Fish. What will happen to Anarchy because they said in the fall that we only have three raids? Uh, I guess bye-bye for now. You know, who knows when it comes back. Um, do you think that the fall DLC will bring us back the feeling that we're in control of the story? That's just, I don't, I have no idea how to answer that. With no word of anti-cheat and 60 FPS 4K, they mentioned 60 FPS, coming to consoles, and those are the same players already, uh, stating that they are going to opt out of full crossplay because of cheating. Uh, what do you see the PC player base, uh, uh, how do you see the PC player base holding on? This is just, I mean, this, this just feels like it's more laden with rant than a question. I mean, how, how do you see the PC player base holding on on PVP. I I don't know. I have zero clue how to predict how that's going to go, man. If, if, um, if, Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying with no word of anti-cheat 
and dot 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 the fact that 60 fps is coming to consoles i understand what you're saying now i was like wait a minute they did say 60 fps is coming i i see what you're saying you're saying like people are going to go to consoles i don't know man i have no idea how to predict how that's going to go we've already had a massive massive pvp exodus on pc it's going to get worse in in in, when the new consoles launch 100 it'll 100 get worse yes it will tim the teach man can the exotic armor economy continue for years as is, or will we need to major reset or revamp? Um, I don't, I don't generally know what you're driving at. I mean, armor, the 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 exotic armor. I think you just need to retool ones that aren't being used presently. Donny eight. What's your opinion on the seventy-something price tag for the pre-order? In my opinion, seventy is pretty hard, though. I don't really care. Uh, what your opinion is on the price? With the announcement of content vaulting, I noticed tribute hall was going away. Um, do you think that they would be able to give us a pass to stay as is an important resource for those to find new packages to put it in? Yeah, I mean, I just think they need to come up with a way to, so I can get my ammo full. Like, could you just maybe just put ammo dispensers in the tower? Maybe just do that so I can go to the tower and be like, ding, 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 got my ammo, whoop, and here I go. I, even that would be it. really all we need. You know what I mean? Uh... How surprised were you at the fact that they are adding a whole new element to the game? I was actually really surprised. I was wrong, by the way. I was wrong about two significant things. Okay, ice. I thought ice doesn't sound like Destiny. What the front? Like what? What the? <laughs> what? What? What the? What the frick? Ice? Really? Are you for real? And then darkness subclasses. I was surprised about the darkness subclasses. I was like, what? Darkness. No, that wasn't going to be a swear, by the way. I was thinking of the word darkness and frick, and I almost said frark. I almost said frark. I wasn't going to swear. That wasn't what was in my head. A swear was not in my head. To be, I, I, I'm, I'm being genuine. I'm being honest. I was thinking of dark, and I was going to say frark. Um, yeah, like, dark subclasses, I was wrong about that. Ice, I was wrong about that. Like, I thought, nah, there's no way they do that. Well, I was wrong. Guy never admits he's wrong. Um... With sunsetting fully active, do you think that they will leave the grenade launch, new grenade launcher alone and let it stay powerful and fun? It's an exotic, so I don't know what they have planned for exotic sunsetting. I think eventually they, they'll do it, though. Um, I'm guessing you probably covered this ad nauseum, but I just stumbled onto your channel. Can you do a quick recap of the leveling process that you were doing? Not right now, no. That's not for Q&A. You'll have to ask me in chat later or ask somebody in chat to outline what I was doing. Do you think there's a chance for Venus coming back with Vogue? We touched on that earlier. It, it, I, I think it does seem likely that it could come back. One of the most valid arguments against sunsetting was regrinding. Bungie seemed to make it clear that reissues would have new perks. Uh, that's not a, that's not the case already. Does Bungie need to take this back? Okay, so we need clarification from Bungie on this. Okay, we need clarification from Bungie on this. Dylan indicated that once something had been sunset, if it was reissued, it would have new perks. They have reissued weapons before their sunset, which is super confusing. So they reissued like gnawing hunger and and the lonesome. Is it lonesome? They've reissued those weapons and they haven't been sunset yet. So now they're reissued with the same perks, but a longer infusion life than the existing one that you have. It's super confusing. I, the last perdition as well. I happen to think some people are making a mountain out of a molehill. I don't know that many people that are like, oh my gosh, my amazingly awesome weapon. But the gnawing hunger is one that a lot of people went after. So I do think it's fair to say, Bungie, we need an explanation. Why have these guns been reissued with the same exact perks? And if you're going to reissue them, 
I happen to think they should make the lonesome and the and the gnawing hunger and any other weapon that's a non it's these are non year one by the way so they're random rolled weapons that were already in the game they've been reissued with the same perks and now they have like a longer infusion life which is super confusing it doesn't make any sense so now people are like wait a minute so if I grind for another gnawing hunger I already have one but if I grind for another one that new one will have a new infusion life cycle isn't this what people were concerned about grinding for weapons that we already have with perks that we already have I I think they just need to say oh whoops our mistake we're going to update all existing lonesomes gnawing hungers last perdition and night watch we're going to update all of them to, to, to the new infusion level of the reissues if they do that then the argument goes away it's dead in the water if they don't do that then the reddit people that are upset about this and the people in my chat that are upset about this they have a legitimate gripe they have a legitimate gripe. You just reissued a weapon that I already have. I got a roll that I like, and you reissued it with the same perks, but that version is different than mine. Why? Like, that is a legitimate gripe. They haven't been sunset yet. So it's not the it's not the, the conditions that Dylan talked about. Dylan talked about things will be set out to pasture and they'll never come back. He said there will be things that will never come back. He said, but once something's been sunset, if it comes back at a later date, it will have new perks. That's not what's happening right now. Something weird is happening right now. I feel like we're in a weird hybrid stasis right now where it's like we're not in year four and sunsetting yet. So they reissued weapons while they're still in the game and they have the same perks, but now they have different infusion levels. I would say homogenize the infusion levels for those reissued weapons and then everybody can shut the frick up. Like we can just stop talking about it. It's literally four weapons and and, and people lit, like lit Reddit on fire about it. Like... It's four weapons and like Reddit like lit on fire. Okay, this is exactly what we were worried about. It's like they haven't been sunset yet, so we're not really in that world, but yep, it's a valid concern. You know, these four weapons are worth storming the castle over, I guess. Zip faced. Sorry if I missed this, but does vaulting Mercury mean the end of trials come September? Yeah, trials is gonna go away for forever. No, they're gonna they said there was new stuff coming in season thirteen. Um the lighthouse isn't even there it's in its own area the dcv article mentions the cosmodrome and its parody with d1 should we expect the 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 cd to get the same treatment as the moon from d1 oh oh, oh, or just improved textures this question already came so i don't i don't want to spend too much time on this i think they're going to add stuff to it they'll update the public events and they'll add some lost sectors maybe some adventures or missions or something or an NPC. Do you think that they will pull away from the Tiger engine over the next two years? There's no way to know. Fjords. With the reveal of the next plans for Destiny 2 and its future as far as exotics go, do you think that they are going to have sunset certain exotics in the future due to the current amount of their obvious plans to add new ones in the future? I continue to think that yes, sunsetting of exotics is needed. I would rather have my sleeper sunset than nerfed and in the vault. Terax. Spanish voice actors for the Drifter, Eris, and Ghost have changed starting this season, but they haven't updated their previous voices. What are your thoughts in a situation like this where one character suddenly has a two different voices? I don't care that much at all. It happens. You gave your opinions uh, on content being removed and said you don't care for the newer player, but what are your opinions on raids being removed bar Garden and Last Wish? Even though they ain't pinnacles, uh, they're still used for speedruns and general fun. Um, do you want new stuff to do? Do you want a new raid? Do you want to run Vogue and get new Vogue loot and have Vogue on your PC? Do you want that? Do you? Then get over it. Like that's like, you see what I'm saying? My logic is so clear on this. 
Do you want new stuff to do? Yeah. Do you want new raids? Yeah. Would it be cool for Vogue to come back with all new loot? Well, yeah. Well, then shut the frick up. <laughs> then shut the frick up. These things have to go away. Listen, I understand what you're saying. I do. I get it. People are like, but we like speedrunning these things and we like going to these things for general fun. Uh, okay, okay. But don't you want new stuff to do or do you want to keep running the old stuff? Oh, I was just getting to the point where I could solo Eater of Worlds. Is that why that content was developed? <laughs> you know? Is that is that why that content was made? I don't think so. <laughs> it wasn't made for you to run it three years later by yourself. It was made to, 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 to bolster... It was made to bolster content and be an endgame aspirational piece of content. Like, I I understand that we develop affinities for things, but this is, this is why I always want to condition this. This is the sunsetting argument in a different form. If you love loot that much... Don't you want more loot? You know? If you love Destiny content and Destiny Endgame content and Destiny Raid content that much, don't you want more of it? Don't you want new? Right? Why wouldn't you want more? This is this is what it looks like. It's like, I love, I, I absolutely love this teddy bear so much. It's so great, so comfortable. It starts to get dingy and old and smelly, but you love it. And your parents are like, if you let go of that one, we can give you another one. No. Uh uh. I like this one. Oh, okay. And they put away the nice new shiny awesome teddy bear. And this one talks. Like, you're like, uh uh-uh. uh, no. You you just you get to the point where it's like you're you're becoming a hoarder. I'm coming into your home and I'm like, hey, uh, I got some new furniture. Do you want this new furniture? It's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really nice and clean and got it at a bargain sale for you. Do you want it? Well, I mean, I got all this old furniture that I don't really sit on anymore and it's got holes in it and it kind of smells. Frank's like to come over and sleep on it sometimes. No, keep your new furniture. What the actual freak? Get this stuff out of here. Make space for new stuff. If you love Destiny content, if you love Destiny loot, you have to accept making space for new loot and new content is just a thing. I tried to tell people before Forsaken. I tried to tell people before Shadowkeep if you don't prune the rosebush it kills itself. It's that simple. It's that simple. It If you don't prune it you're just never going to leave space for anything new. And what? You want to go to the grave of Destiny. Just let the game slowly die as you clutch old raids and old guns like yeah, I fought the good fight on Reddit and the game's slowly dying and they can't add anything new but I, I stuck to my principles. <sighs> Get out of here. We need new stuff. And if, if, the, if the devs are saying there's no space, this isn't tenable, then I'm like, okay, pull the trigger, <laughs> pull the trigger, get rid of the stuff that nobody's touching. You know, I, I would much rather make new memories and a new VOG and a new raid on Europa than, than be like, well, we got to make sure these guys that want to solo Eater of Worlds and speedrun Leviathan can keep doing it. No, that's not what the bu- the game is built for right now. That's some weird content loop you've created. We need new stuff. Deboy Wonder. Do you think Savathun, based on her initially saving us from being sucked into the pyramid ship on IO, is using us to fight the darkness? What are your thoughts or presumptions about this? Man, I don't get real strong on this kind of stuff. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what her goal is. 
I don't know if she used us to kill Oryx because she wanted Oryx to vacate the throne so she could have it. I don't know, but the Witch Queen's coming, and we've been waiting for a long time. I'm very excited. That's all I really say about it, you know? I'm pumped. I, I've I've loved the prospect of her coming and showing up, taking over the Dreadnought, and we get a Taken Queen DLC, and they're calling it the Witch Queen instead. I'm just, I'm, I'm elated about that. <laughs> That's the one thing I've been, like, salivating over. Like, please do a Taken Queen DLC. Please. J Legend. It's John Legend. He's here hanging out. Man, I love your music. Do you think that not taking out the seasonal activity when the season ends will alleviate some of the complaints about content in seasons? Yes, and that's why they're doing it. They got consistent feedback about FOMO and things going away and things not staying. They did. And they, I think they heard us loud and clear. There's like, there's like, I think four really big beats for year four we need to remember. They're going to refuel aspiration. They're going to minimize FOMO. They're going to minimize the role of bounties and they're going to make sure they like what was the other one I forget what it was they're going to minimize FOMO they're going to refuel aspiration and they're going to minimize the role of bounties I guess it's three major beats three major beats are changing in year four those are pretty big problems with year four right FOMO and they're removing planets (laughs) yeah fear of missing out on Mercury oh and Mars with its busted public space because everybody always turns on EP and leaves oh no not that please don't take away IO the most hated planet in destiny whatever will we do FOMO fear of missing out on the most unplayed most uninteresting planets in destiny fear of missing out <laughs> get the frick out of here no one's gonna care you're going to get Europa. It's going to be the size of freaking four planets. And you're going to get a raid. And you're going to get to go to the Cosmodrome and kill Sepix. And like, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, Jiminy Christmas. Well, that's a great note to end on. <laughs> For those of you that are new, if you enjoy this style of content and my sass, um, if you enjoy this style of content, it's family friendly about as close as I can keep it Uh, it's family friendly Uh, it's like a podcast you can lurk and listen to it's like an interactive podcast you can you can submit questions to and and be involved in you can literally be included in the content if you like this stuff remember to click follow clicking follow is free and it supports me I am going to keep streaming I have a talk I'm going to give you my thoughts on the reveal. I've got a lot of things to say about Beyond Light, The Witch Queen, Lightfall, and The Destiny Vault. I've got more things to say, so stick around for that. Don't go anywhere. If you're here listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>